What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. We are in the midst of our WrestleMania recap, and I got to tell you, I hope you listened to the last episode because we talked about breaking news, the breaking news, of course, of the sale of WWE to Endeavor, the parent company of the UFC, and as we continue to get more details on that, we will share that with you, but needless to say, that preempted our initial WrestleMania recap show. So we're going to bring this to you right now, our WrestleMania recap show. Again, shout out to all of you who join us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thank you for following us there because we broke a lot of news from over the weekend, including the news of this sale, before we ever turned the mic on to talk about it. So thank you for your support in all of those places. If you're not following us, feel free to follow and connect with us. And, and let's have conversation at The Faction Show in all of those spaces. Shouts to all of you who are are subscribed to our podcast as well. We really appreciate you doing that. And if you're not doing so, you can find us on all of the major platforms that distribute podcasts. All right, time to talk WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. We went through and announced the results on our last episode. You've probably already heard the results. Now we want to talk about the matches, the fallouts, and the great moments. I want to start with WrestleMania Saturday. Let's talk about Austin Theory and John Cena. Whew. Lots to talk about there. Let me first say this. I think it's kind of the thought process of everyone around that night one surpassed night two. Night one was so stacked and gave us so many moments from cover to cover. It really was kind of the perfect storm with WrestleMania Saturday. I think they set the bar so high that they made it difficult for WrestleMania Sunday. And really, if we're honest, WrestleMania Sunday was fantastic But it just got off to a very slow start with its first two matches. But we'll get to that in a little bit. As for WrestleMania Saturday, Austin Theory versus John Cena was actually the perfect start. And some of us would go, well, why? Well, I think there's a few reasons why. I think we have to acknowledge that at this particular point in 2023, John Cena may have just wrestled his last match. This is not the John Cena that headlined WrestleMania several years ago. It's not the same John Cena that they call the GOAT. And honestly, we knew that back at SummerSlam 2021 when he took on Roman Reigns. He was not the same. His movesets were different. His stamina was different. And some people, I think, may have thought, well, maybe he's just trying to, quote unquote, put Roman over. But here's what you have to understand about any sport, especially the sport of pro wrestling. If you walk away from the sport for a bit and you're not an active competitor, to come back in and become an active competitor is very, very difficult. Your body's not used to it. You can cut all the great promos in the world that you want. But will your body actually do what it is assigned to do? I don't think... John Cena has it anymore, and I don't want to besmirch his history or his legacy, but with that said, we saw a shell of the John Cena that we knew and loved. I mean, let's start with kind of what might seem obvious. John Cena did not come in tanned, which you probably didn't realize how much he was tanned until you saw how much he was not tanned Saturday night. That's not being petty. It's just an amazing observation, which speaks to the fact of how John Cena is not in ring shape. Now, that's not taking anything away from Austin Theory, because it's probably safe to say that John Cena may have forgotten more than most new wrestlers remember. 
But it is to say that this was a big win for Austin Theory. I think Cena brought his best from his entrance and the like. Like, he brought his best for what he has for right now. But I really believe we've seen the last of John Cena in a WWE ring as an in-ring competitor. And that's okay. I want to remember the great matches that John Cena has given to us. I'm great with some John Cena promos, which is probably this is a good time to just kind of pause and talk about the fact that WrestleMania really delivered with their entrances this year. From the entrance videos to the actual entrances on stage, it was crazy. It was amazing. It was indicative of what WrestleMania is supposed to be. WrestleMania is not supposed to be the space where you get your normal entrance from Raw or SmackDown. If you're on the WrestleMania card, everything steps up. Your ring gear steps up. Your entrance steps up. Your presentation steps up. And I think that happened all the way across the board on Saturday and Sunday. So kudos to WWE's production team. And while we're there, that set was insane. Guys, that set was so, so special. And I love watching the reveal, but I love seeing that set. Oh God, amazing. Absolutely incredible for WWE. All right, so Austin Theory is your US champion. Maybe now we should take Theory seriously. He's defeated John Cena. He weathered the storm. It's his first WrestleMania victory. Let's consider that as well. So congratulations to him. Biggest match of his career. What happens next? Obviously, we will find out sooner rather than later. Big win for the Street Profits in a match that I think was way better than advertised. We didn't really know what to expect from this men's showcase match, but they delivered and they delivered big. They actually decided to stand and deliver. If this were video, you would exactly see what my hand movements were on that. But yes, the Street Profits, an amazing match. And maybe this is the thing that says, okay, we're going to keep the Street Profits as a tag team for a while. Now that we have new tag team champions, maybe, just maybe, we get a very competitive match between the Street Profits and KO and Sami Zayn. I don't know. But yeah, an incredible showcase tag team match on the men's side. Seth Rollins gets the big win over Logan Paul. I think he was so do that. Logan Paul's contract is officially wrapped with WWE. Will he sign the new contract now that there might be more money connected to this new company that is the merger of WWE and UFC? We'll see. But what we know for sure... Seth Rollins, major win over Logan Paul. Logan Paul's entrance made me nervous. It was a zipline thing that we haven't seen, obviously, since Shawn Michaels did the zipline. But to me, anything aerial in terms of an entrance always makes me nervous because I think about Owen Hart. So I'm glad they were able to pull that off. But Seth's drip on the way in the ring, incredible. His entrance, insane. Having that major conductor doing that, oh my God. It was just right. It was incredible. Damage Control loses to Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Kind of felt it might go this way, though I really want to see Bailey get some more major moments at a WrestleMania. Certainly, I loved the match. I thought, again, Damage Control delivered. Trish Stratus, how do you look and perform better now than you did when you were an active competitor? I don't know how she did it, but she managed to do it. With that said, I also think that Becky Lynch and Lita 
are going to be interesting to watch in the coming days. I'm not sure how long they're going to hold on to the tag team titles. They've yet to have a title defense. And I'm intrigued to see how Lita will handle all of this. That's going to be the big question mark for this tag team of Becky Lynch and Lita in terms of their championship reign. Time will certainly tell. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, perhaps the best match entrances of any two competitors involved in the same match. Prison Dom is money. Holy cow. The video leading us into this was money. His gear was money. I mean, you can do no wrong. You really can do no wrong with Prison Dom. And Rey Mysterio, incredible, of course, being inducted in the Hall of Fame the night before. What a match. And we didn't even get into Rey Mysterio reforming the LWO with Legato Del Fantasma. What a moment on SmackDown. Oh, gosh. Just all of this is so good. It's so, so good. Bad Bunny gets involved, which probably sets up something for Backlash since it'll be in Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny. There's no way Bad Bunny is hosting and not getting involved. So I like this if this involves a match perhaps with Dominic and Bad Bunny or maybe Ray and Bad Bunny teaming against Dominic Mysterio and maybe Damian Priest. Kind of makes sense to me. We'll see. Now then to Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, which many said was the match of the night. Easily one of the greatest women's matches in wrestling history. Not just in WrestleMania history, in wrestling history. Rhea and Charlotte tore the house down. And so for Rhea Ripley, not to beat a shell of Charlotte, but to beat the best of Charlotte, incredible. Absolutely amazing What? a match we're going to be talking about this match for a long time to come they did it they made it work it was incredible i mean there's no wrong there was absolutely nothing wrong with this match the entrances everything absolutely outstanding Rhea Ripley so deserving of becoming the Smackdown Women's Champion you know her ascent to this space after three years ago losing that match against Charlotte Flair it's clear Rhea is a different person, she's a different competitor, and she deserves to be the SmackDown Women's Champion. Makes you wonder a few things. Indeed, will we see the Judgment Day perhaps move to SmackDown? Will they have dominance across both brands? All of these are very realistic questions that deserve answers, and hopefully we'll get these answers sooner than later. Then we have The Miz, so let's talk about The Miz. The Miz, the host of WrestleMania, ends up in not just one, but two, count them, two matches. And I'm just like, wow. He went from hosting to getting two surprise matches. Match number one happened Saturday night against Pat McAfee. <sighs> okay, so I think a few things. First of all, it's always good to see Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee at WrestleMania is always fun. Not sure if we needed Pat McAfee in this space. I would have preferred to have seen perhaps either a wrestler surprise show up against The Miz or two of the glaring wrestlers who were left off of the show get their opportunity against The Miz, be that LA Knight or Bobby Lashley. Neither of them showing up at WrestleMania kind of made me feel some kind of way. And instead, Pat McAfee getting this spot against The Miz, nah, nah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel some kind of way. And I like Pat McAfee. I really, really do. But I, I, I just think it might have been a more deserving spot for a former two-time world champion who was left off of WrestleMania through no fault of his own or LA Knight, who is clearly a major star who should have had this opportunity but didn't. But you know what? Maybe the opportunity will show up next year. We'll see. But yeah, Pat McAfee and The Miz. Interesting. Then that takes us to the match that main evented WrestleMania Saturday. So what's so interesting about this main event spot is at one point there was talk that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair were going to main event WrestleMania. Then there was talk about John Cena and Austin Theory main eventing when the flyer came out and they were on the headline. So people were already saying Austin Theory's main eventing WrestleMania. I wasn't sure because I didn't remember WWE making a statement that would speak differently to what they said about them opening the show. But after you pay attention to the stories and the like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos made sense to main event WrestleMania Saturday. Now here's why this is significant. It speaks obviously to the strength of the Bloodline story. It speaks to the strength of the Usos. It speaks to the strength of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And then we've got history being made in a few spaces. It's only the second time in WrestleMania history that a tag team match main evented WrestleMania. The first time was at the first WrestleMania involving Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. So that says an awful lot about what the WWE thinks about the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It also marks the second consecutive WrestleMania Saturday that Kevin Owens has main evented. The first one being last year against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then how about the trajectory of Sami Zayn, who last year took on Johnny Knoxville in what was really one of the most entertaining matches of WrestleMania. But he moved from Johnny Knoxville last year to the main event of WrestleMania this year, and it spoke volumes. And what a match. I actually thought of a colorful word to use, but I don't use those kinds of colorful words. But really, this match was stupendous. It was amazing. It was outstanding. It was incredible. It was everything. And it was the way that you end a WrestleMania Saturday. I loved everything about this. The false finishes, the intensity, the brutality. It was beautiful. It was art. It was cinema. It was everything we wanted this to be. And it showed that all of the years of hard work for this really did pay off. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. Shout out to everybody involved. WrestleMania Saturday was a win. When we come back, we're digging into WrestleMania Sunday. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, 
wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, there is a you, there will always be the S-H-W. I got a lot left in the tank! What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction. All right, it's time to talk WrestleMania Sunday. WrestleMania Sunday bringing in 81,000 people compared to the 80,000 that showed up at WrestleMania Saturday. The anticipation was incredible for what could happen at WrestleMania Sunday. Headlined, of course, by Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. So let's start with the first match, Brock Lesnar defeating Omos. Now, I have been vocal. I've been very vocal about this. And what I thought should have happened. And I've said it several times on Wrestle Extra. So go back and check it out. The clips are floating around. But I believe what should have happened here was that Bobby Lashley should have attacked Omos in the backstage area. He should have come and taken this spot against Brock Lesnar. And we get the ending to this feud of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. That did not happen. Instead, we got Lesnar versus Omos. Now, it's also a common belief that perhaps Omos should have won this match. I think there are ways to build people without them getting the win, and I think that's what Brock Lesnar did here. There's a lot of confidence in Omos. Consider the last three WrestleManias. The first one, which was two years ago, saw him teaming with AJ Styles in his first WWE match to win the tag titles against The New Day. Last year, he goes up against the former WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. This year, he goes against Brock Lesnar. That's a major statement. And you have to acknowledge that this is the best we've seen Omos. Very impressive. I think we may have put this in our stories. If we didn't, we will. But there's an interesting conversation that was made public by WWE that took place between Omos and The Undertaker backstage. Pretty big. I think it's safe to say that WWE put a lot of stock in Omos. Omos did the best that he could given the circumstances. Brock Lesnar walks away with the win. 
And I think we really were watching it for the spectacle and the visual of seeing Brock Lesnar dwarfed by a man that is legit one foot taller than him. Now we move to the WrestleMania showcase match on the women's side as Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler walk away as the winners for this match. Let me say this, and I believe this is really important here. They couldn't find their footing. Part of the reason why this match didn't do what it could have done is four of the eight competitors had never competed at WrestleMania before. The stage was massive for these folks. And I don't want to knock anybody. Shout out to Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, Sonya, and Chelsea Green, who all made their WrestleMania debut in this match. Personally, I think this match was better suited for SmackDown, WrestleMania SmackDown, than for WrestleMania Sunday. And here's why. Because I just feel like, number one, the experience level wasn't there. Number two, the work has not been done. And this honestly is my lone issue. Well, not my lone, but one of my few issues right now with WWE Creative is that there has not been enough time and attention spent on developing the women's tag team division. So we end up with eight singles wrestlers trying to come together and form four tag teams as opposed to Four tag teams actually being featured in the men's showcase match on WrestleMania Saturday. So Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler win. I believe there's a rumor out there that Ronda is still injured. Shayna may have had an injury in this match. So it just was a space where there wasn't the kind of chemistry that was needed to be at this level of a WrestleMania card. But congratulations to Rousey and Baszler, who likely will get a shot at the women's tag team championships in the future. Now things start cooking once we get to the Intercontinental title match. The entrances were everything. Everything about this lived up to the billing. And this is a good space to also talk about how WWE did an absolutely masterful job at incorporating their new sponsorships. So here it was Mike's Hard Lemonade was the sponsor for this match. And instead of us getting a lemonade kind of match, we got a match filled with hard chops and perhaps the most physical match of WrestleMania Saturday or Sunday. These guys chopped each other to the heavens. It was just incredible. I loved everything about this. It was amazing. We also got Titus O'Neil on commentary for this match and for the WrestleMania showcase match on WrestleMania Saturday. A lot of people loved his commentary, so shout out to Titus O'Neil. I don't know if this is an audition for potential commentary moves in the future. I don't know, but it was certainly a different kind of touch to add to the commentary space for WrestleMania. Can't say enough about this, and certainly Gunther was my pick to win this match, and he totally did. I knew he would, simply because he's on the run of a lifetime right now, and he certainly deserves the opportunity to walk this thing all the way out. Shout out to Gunther. Now then, let's move to a matchup that has really caused some people to be in their feelings, dare I say. Bianca Belair versus Asuka. I have to start with the great entrances for both of these amazing competitors. Asuka with multiple masks. Just amazing. What a look for Asuka. And then Bianca Belair. Shout out to her for including the Divas of Compton. These amazing young ladies who danced to her theme song from start to finish. It was beautiful. And then the news came out in the press conference that the young lady who was the contortionist who 
was just amazing. Yesterday, on that day, lost her mother. Her mother passed away, and she chose to dance and be a part of this amazing moment, and the way people rallied around her was incredible. There's an amazing clip out of Triple H making this announcement during the press conference last night, tearing up and rightfully so. Again, it's just a reminder of why this business does what it does, to put smiles on faces, and I can't tell you how many times the pro wrestling business has been my escape for all of the things that have happened in my own life. So it's exciting to see that this young lady during what he deemed, he being Triple H, deemed as the worst day of her life, and I can imagine it's the worst day of anybody's life, losing your mother, but still she chose to perform, and it was amazing, and she received a lot of love, and being on that stage, she'll be immortalized and remembered forever. With that said, what an amazing match between Bianca Belair and Asuka, incredible, and I think people wanted Asuka to walk away with this win, but listen, timing is everything. If there was somebody else who was serving as the Raw Women's Champion who were not on the kind of role that Bianca Belair was, then Asuka walks away as champion. But Bianca Belair is in the midst of creating history. Here it is. She's officially one year as the Raw Women's Champion. She should go on to break the record to become the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. She's a star. She is the new streak. She's 3-0 at WrestleMania. And think about the people she's defeated. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Asuka. What a run she is on, and she's better than ever. So shout out to Bianca Belair, who should have won that match. She did win the match, an amazing match. And I know a lot of people get into the buildup for this. Guys, don't miss the forest for the trees. The payoff is always what happens in the ring. And we would have preferred a great match with a lackluster buildup to a match that had amazing buildup but didn't deliver in the ring. All right? So shout out to Bianca Belair, still your Raw Women's Champion. Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. The idea that we got Demon Finn at WrestleMania is spectacular. With his original entrance music, that entire entrance in front of 81,000 people is everything, and everything it is. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, Edge had a pretty dope entrance as well, and this match also being sponsored by the Exorcist movie, which is just kind of crazy, but again, brilliant placement for all of these sponsorships. WWE did it right. Now, there was a major injury that happened to Finn Balor during all of this, where literally his head was busted wide open because of that ladder that was thrown at him. He literally received an injection and staples on the spot so that he could continue the match he showed the incredible gash on Instagram and it's just like holy cow you continued the match with that unbelievable with that said I hate that the demon Finn did not win this match edge wins the match it felt like the match might have been cut short because of the injury I hope that this results in edge finally retiring and that's not a knock but what is there left for edge to do at this point hopefully his retirement comes on the raw after mania now injuries would continue because here it is the miz getting another opportunity at a match and who shows up 
But Shane McMahon, I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card for WrestleMania. Shane McMahon shows up to fight The Miz. There's obviously a story here because a couple of years ago, Shane McMahon and The Miz were tag team champions. They would end up breaking up. They would end up having a matchup at WrestleMania. Anything goes, falls, count anywhere, that kind of thing. So this would be interesting. However, Shane's body did not cooperate with him. Shane's leg buckled, and according to Triple H, he tore his quad, which I wouldn't doubt. It was an unbelievable break. And then Snoop Dogg steps in and defeats The Miz. Now, the word on the street is that was completely impromptu. Shout out to Snoop Dogg for being able to do in just a few minutes what most wrestlers could not do on the fly. Absolutely amazing. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. I'm not even going to address the thoughts that are out there that Shane McMahon's injury was a work. I'm not even going to. I don't even have that kind of time and energy. Not going to do it. Just understand that that was not a work. That's all I got to say. That leads us to the main event. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed Championship. Everything about this match was amazing. Everything about the entrance was amazing. Six pianos for Roman Reigns. Good Lord, he deserved all of that. Cody Rhodes, amazing entry. Oh gosh, his family was there. Oh, everything was right about this. I loved it. Now, I told you guys, I told you guys on a previous show that it is highly possible that Roman Reigns could leave as the WWE champion. He's approaching a thousand days. Could that be more valuable than Cody becoming champion? Would it be more valuable to watch Cody chase the championship versus win it at WrestleMania? And this match gave us everything. It did it. I love it. It's incredible. And I'm telling you now, Roman Reigns winning and retaining was the right move. I know people don't think it's the right thing and it got everybody in their feelings and that's why it's the right move. Roman Reigns is making history, folks. He is the first wrestler to walk into a WrestleMania in three consecutive years defending the same championship and retaining. Hogan didn't do it. Savage didn't do it. Warrior didn't do it. Austin didn't do it. Rock didn't do it. Cena didn't do it. Every great name you could come up with did not do what Roman Reigns has done over the last three years. It is officially time for us to put respect on the name of the tribal chief. He is one of the greatest of all times. He is in rarefied air. You can't put Cena in the same conversation as him. You can't put Warrior, Batista, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. They don't go in the same conversation as Roman Reigns. He is making us a believer, and there's no telling when he'll lose this title. Do you know how great you're going to have to be to beat Roman Reigns right now? We're going to see who comes up with it. And personally, I think that slot may be reserved for Jey Uso. Yeah. That's just WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. We're going to do a separate show to talk all about Stand and Deliver, Supercard of Honor. I want you to be able to digest this, though. Share your thoughts with us right now on the socials about WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday, your big takeaways. By the way, I have to shout out 
Samantha Irvin, who was the ring announcer for SmackDown, who got the call to be the ring announcer for the main event. Let me just say this. I tweeted this last night. I mean every word of it. Prepare her seat in the Hall of Fame right now, right next to Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel was one of the greatest ring announcers of all time, and I think she's going in that same category. These calls that she has are amazing. It's it's just incredible. We've never seen this happen like this before. Just as we remember hashtag and new because of Howard Finkel, we will remember the epic calls from Samantha Irvin. Give this woman her flowers. Prepare her seat in the Hall of Fame right now because it needs to happen. Shout out to her. Shout out to the commentary team, which again, this is different because the commentary team on these premium live events is Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Let me tell you something. Michael Cole has been in his bag. Do you hear me? We're witnessing history, and I hope that we will all come to appreciate all of the incredible history that we get to live through. We get to live through this experience it, embrace it, love every minute of it. All right, got to get out of here. I love you guys dearly. Thank you for continuing to support the faction. We'll have all sorts of news happening all week long, so stay tuned here to our social channels as well as to this podcast. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Salute my people, here we go.